The run game for the Dallas Cowboys is finally, finally starting to heat up in practice. What did Landon see out in Oxnard? All that and more this episode of Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first and now your second listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. And get some of his great insights and great nuggets out in Oxnard, California. He's actually back now. But Landon, how did you enjoy uh, this week in training camp? It was great. You know, uh, sometimes you go out there and you feel like uh, there's not a lot great to report on. In some years that you go out there and it's kind of up and down. Uh, you know, I feel like for the most part, uh, the, the practices all across the board were very well spirited. Uh, they seemed very crisp. Uh, both sides kind of giving it to each other back and forth. There isn't one side kind of just fully dominating, except at different points when it yeah. felt appropriate. Um, but it, I, I think that this is, you know, as I think right now, what you do is you're, you're kind of checking boxes, right? You're just you're seeing that you that your team has what you, you need to go into the into the regular season. And as it stands right now, this looks like a very very good football team uh, as we you know just start go into the first part of August. We are in training camp. We're in the height part of the season, right? Everybody's excited. Most importantly, you in the best shape of your life. Cause everybody else on Twitter is right? at least what I've seen from all these other teams. Uh, I'm definitely not in the best shape of my <laughs> life. I've been eating a lot of fast food and driving a lot and trying to get, you know, yeah. And, and, and haven't had a, a wonderful home cooked meal in a long time. So, uh, uh, yeah, glad to be home. In terrible shape. Yeah. Glad to be home. All right, let's, uh, let's get to practice. So this was, I believe the Cowboys third or fourth pad of practices. They're all I'm starting to start to run together at this point, but, um, it's third, third. Yeah. seems like the running game was off to a really good uh, start today. What did you see on the field? Yeah, I think mostly once you started to get the, the ones in there for a while, look, I, I think it's, it's tough sledding down, down roster because the defensive line depth is so good. And, and, and we'll talk about some specific guys a little bit later in the show, but, but I, I think that the, the offensive line of the second team still really struggling to make hay, but when the first team got, both Terrence Steele and and Tyron Smith in uh, at the same time, you know, and, and simply were just missing Zach Martin. They were able to kind of start moving bodies a little bit. You started to see the seams hope open up a little bit more. Uh, you started to see guys like Ronald Jones, who I actually mentioned as not having uh, kind of shown some things, were able to kind of get through and and and, and ha- break open some big runs and that sort of thing. Uh, and it was it was enough to the point that Dak later on in practice. Uh, in in some of these nine and seven uh, nine nine on seven and, and eleven on eleven drills, was able to kind of open things up with the play action a lot more because yeah. uh, they were actually concerned and actually biting a lot more uh, on the run. So so it, it does seem that you know when they have their kind of starting personnel a little bit, the running game is starting to kind of come together a little bit. When they have the backups in, it's still a struggle, especially which is expected. The, you know, yeah, I mean you know look. It, the guy when, when let's go is your first team offensive tackle, you know, Bostic is going to end up being one of your uh, second team or, you know, guys that rotates in and, and whenever he's going against either Sam Williams or Dante Fowler, 
that's a tough matchup for those well, guys. So you've been going be- to these training camps for years now. When have you ever seen a second string offensive line really move people in the run game? Like it just takes. First of all, there's not a lot of quality offensive linemen in the league, and it takes those guys a long time to to get any kind of continuity. And when you're constantly changing guys in and out, it's yeah. just it's really hard for that second unit to make some hay on the ground. Yeah, and I mean, again, you know, you're you're a young player trying to make the roster, and the guy uh, across from you is a valued third rusher on this team, yeah. uh, is, is a veteran defensive end who's you know was a former number three overall pick, and the other guy's a second round pick. So the the quality of players sometimes in these you know second team and third team reps, uh, it's tough. The, the matchups, it's but, but, but that's yeah, but that's but that's also how those young guys get better. So yeah. it's it was, it was good to see them at least putting in the effort and moving the ball a little bit. You you mentioned Dak Prescott. We have to at least talk about him. I, again, if you just watch practices from Twitter, you would swear that Dak had like a terrible, terrible, terrible day. But what did you see on the field? Uh, you know, there was some there was some snap exchange issues uh, for sure that Dak was experiencing with Farniak was in the center, which which broke my heart. Uh, and then I think you know there was uh, uh, an underthrown ball when he was under duress. Uh, that that was that was intercepted, but but I mean, outside of that, I thought Dak was incredible. It was very crisp. They were, I mean, mostly what they were working on today was run game and run game adjacent kind of stuff, you know. So it was a lot of getting guys in the right looks, and then the throwing aspect came on play action. So many of the throws that you, we saw, uh, especially in the nine and seven stuff, uh, was was out of play action. So mm-hmm. and Dak was just dicing up the defense and specifically got. Uh, one really good one right down the middle of the, of the seam with CD Lamb uh, and a couple outside to the to the, to the tight end. So uh, yeah, I think for the most part Dak looked great. It it, it was mostly a run uh, a game kind of focus practice, uh, yeah. practice early in the practice especially. So there weren't a ton of throws for him honestly. Uh, we got a question here. We're gonna try to get to as many questions as possible if they pop up here on YouTube. Uh, this one. Is Semi Fahoku on the 53-man roster going into week one? He was back at practice. We'll get yeah. you a full injury update later on in the show. Uh, but the one interception that you mentioned was on an underthrown pass to Fahoku that was covered by Stefan Gilmore. Um, Fahoku did not do a great job of kind of fighting back for the ball. Uh, but what did you see from the, the Cowboys' third-year receiver? Yeah, I mean, it was good to see him back on the field. I, I think I did see him make a, a nice contested catch on the outside uh, on one of the reps that, that he was in on. Um, but, it, you know, he has not kind of been making huge splash plays the way it, it seemed like he was at times last year. I mean, he just got back, so so we'll, we'll give it's him It's his first time. practice back. I give him a but, little bit of a – But, I, I, I mean, we may give him a little bit of a break, but, but I'll tell you this, the guys that are – nipping at his heels right now are certainly not because uh, we'll talk about some of the drumbeat stuff a little bit later, but Jalen Brooks, again, going out and having a really incredible practice and, and kind of showing, uh, having a really big catch and just showing that sure. he belongs. The drumbeat continues with guys like that. So Simi Fahoku's got, still got to kind of work his way in and show that he belongs on the 53 man roster at this point. Next question from John, how did the tight ends look run blocking? Uh, you mentioned this was a running practice. How did they fare? Uh, you know, I think it was it was a little bit up and down. It depended on the guy as well. Um, I think when you see Ferguson out there, he looks pretty good for the most part, though he usually has a pretty tough blocking assignment because yep. you know, often it's Parsons or or someone like that. So um, uh, I think for the most part, they're looking good. It's very early days. I, I will say this, that I do think that the down roster tight ends blocking 
uh, are doing uh, probably a better job on their assignments, it seems, than some of the down roster, like, you know, offensive tackles or guards or something like that, the stuff. You know, Princeton fans, I mentioned him the other day in kind of a negative uh, light. Uh, I thought that I saw a couple different reps where he really had some nice, you know, uh, um, reps against uh, defensive ends and kind of just sealing guys off. So, so there you go, Marcus. There, there's your positive Princeton, Princeton fan, fan. Positive no. Princeton fan news. That's what we wanted yeah, to hear. That's right. Uh, let's get to yeah. another question. Just all these coming in. This one from Justin. Uh, does Tyler Smith appear comfortable at guard? Can you notice an improvement to his overall ability? I mean, he looks stronger. Uh, How is that athletic. possible? I don't know. I mean, I, the, the reps that you get to see against him and Mozzie Smith are just like it's it's ridiculous. The power there, and and, and you know they have to be kind of careful because if either one of them gets even a little bit off balance, it's almost like sumo wrestlers, right? They're just like they can just toss you. Uh, I, I, yeah, he I, he looks extremely comfortable at guard. Uh, he, he doesn't seem to have any problems kind of moving around and operating that level. I mean, I think you know having all that time. Uh, uh, you know, a training camp and in, in OTAs for the previous season, last year's rookie year, I think has helped him a lot. Yeah. And, and, and I, he certainly looks comfortable to me playing right now. And looks, it looks good. I mean, he's moving bodies and uh, he, he's had a good camp, very good camp. We're going to answer some more of your Twitter questions or Twitter and YouTube questions. So please, please send them into us. Uh, but I want to talk about the defensive tackles because it seems yeah. like a couple of those guys had a really, really big day. We'll get to that next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It is so easy to create a job post on LinkedIn. All you have to do is add your job and then the purple uh, hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. To spread the word that you're hiring, simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockdownNFL. That is LinkedIn.com slash LockdownNFL. To post your job for free, terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. Uh, every day or so, tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about some of the biggest winners uh, and some of the drum beats that we've heard all week through Cam, not just from Thursday's practice. So make sure you tune in for that. Lynn, let's talk about the uh, the defensive tackles because it yeah. seems like Jonathan Hankins had himself a day. Yeah, and, and he wasn't alone, honestly, but Hankins certainly was the headliner as far as uh, today. He, he had a couple of different tackles for loss, was moving people, was holding them, them up. Uh, you know, like I said, it, it, the run game was able to kind of get on track a little bit as practice went on, uh, which it's taken a while. But early on in practice, you saw certainly a lot of, of, of movement going the, the wrong way. Uh, and it was Hankins uh, that was that was doing it. And, and they, you know, they certainly weren't afraid in this practice to put both Hankins and Mozzie Smith next to each other. Uh, and, and kind of have this huge thousand pound seeming little blob of humanity sure. in the middle of the defense. And um, it was effective. You know, it was hard to move those guys. And, 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 and even more than that, which is interesting, guys like Hankins, and, and we have to throw this other guy's name in here, Quentin Bohana, 
who had a really nice day as well, was able to get off blocks and get in the backfield and not just, you know, be a hold up and, and mix it up uh, kind of nose tackle who's kind of clogging everything up in the middle, actually getting off blocks, getting into the backfield, creating havoc, create, uh, actually getting tackles for losses. Uh, it was a really good day for the defense tackles. And, and, and I have to mention again, Osa Digizua also had a really big tackle for loss. I mean, it's just, it's, uh, you want to talk about drum beats. This is say, a guy, yeah. this is a guy who's on his own level of drum beat, uh, a drum beat towards a Pro Bowl type uh, season. So uh, that's, that's someone to keep in mind as well. I think tomorrow when we do our show on some of the biggest winners throughout the week, I think Osa Digizua's name is going to appear on there. But, it's awesome to see Hankins having a, a strong practice because, yes, Mozzie Smith is going to help the run game, but they're going to need both of those guys. Like oh, yeah. they're going to they're going to have to use them uh, to help stop the run. Both those guys are I mean, they're massive defensive tackles, so you don't want to have their snaps get too high as the season goes on. I it's it's not even going to be surprising to me if they have Bohana, Hankins, and Mozzie Smith all on this team, all on the fifty three man roster. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, Bahana's had his best camp without a doubt uh, so far. We haven't really mentioned his name a lot just because, you know, it's it's tough at times because the the especially in the offensive interior that deep, you know, uh, he's 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 shown a lot of stuff, but it's it's you know how it's tough for us to kind of parse exactly how good uh, it it really is considering the the quality of the opponent. But you know, the, him doing stuff like this, like getting off blocks, showing extension. Uh, getting in the backfield and being disruptive in that way. That, that's a new thing for him, Bahana, and it looks like he's really kind of taking well, that on. And one of the names that we haven't mentioned, I know we haven't at all during training camp so far, is Neville Gallimore. Um, yeah. Have you seen anything from him so far in camp? I mean, I, I think I wouldn't call what he's been doing so far as negative. I mean, I think he's had an, an up and down camp, and I, I think he's been okay. Um, you know, but I've seen this from him before, you know, and, and so – uh, I, I don't necessarily want to put him, you know, he's, he is seemingly different than a lot of these other nose tackles because oh, he's an up the field guy. He's an up the field guy, but he's, but he's a, you know, a, a bigger guy than Osa is, uh, but he's not, you know, he's, he's not a run not, defender. He's not a run defender and he's not, you know, uh, a Bohana sized or, or, or any of those guys. So he is unique in that sense. And I guess the closest guy to him, I mean, closest guy to him is Osa, and then the next closest guy is probably Chauncey Golson, and exactly. it's 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 weird. So, I I think that you know we'll see that'll probably all sort itself out. I don't know that he's really done anything to make me want him over uh, Bahana or 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 certainly not Golson or any of those guys. So Doesn't it feel we'll like Gallimore is going to get a ton of run in the preseason? Like the Cowboys are going to try to showcase him to a team, maybe like the Browns who are playing tonight that could really use some more defensive tackle help. I just, I just don't know if Gallimore has a spot on this team. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the Cowboys are, are, are definitely going to be a team that people are going to be phone calling for defensive yeah. linemen in general. So uh, it makes sense that if you're looking to keep the other guys healthy and maybe get something for Gallimore, he will be heavily featured in these preseason games. All right. Let's run through some more questions here on YouTube. Yeah. This one from Matthew. How has Jalen Tolbert looked the last couple of days? Uh, drumbeat guy, again, continues to have a good practice. I, I don't think I saw him, uh, you know, specifically, and, and and I haven't, you know, to be straightforward with y'all, I, I haven't caught up on the Twitter aspect of, of today's practice necessarily. I, I, you know, I just got in. So 
I, I, but I, I, I didn't necessarily see him make a big play, but I saw him make several routine plays. And frankly, you know, I mean, again, from what we're, what we're talking about, where he's come from, uh, you know, for him to just kind of continue to stack solid days, even if it's not spectacular today, uh, that's fine. That's good. That's, 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 that counts yep. as a drumbeat. Uh, what we're looking for, what we're trying to avoid are stumbles. What we're looking forward to try to avoid is step, steps back. Uh, let's get to another one. Uh, this one about Awesome Richards, who we talked about a little bit on, I believe it was yesterday's show. Yeah. You mentioned that you would like to see him get more second team reps. Uh, did you see anything positive from him today? I didn't notice him specifically. I, I've I've done like you know obviously I watched practice and then I've done at least uh, uh, twice over with my video before we came in to to record. But but uh, I, I need to kind of go back and see if I can specifically find him in some of these reps. He's been working with the third team for the most part. Uh, I didn't see if that if he got any kind of promotion today. He, he he's a guy that just needs a lot of reps in the preseason. I would yeah, uh, you know it's funny. I'll tell you this: like I definitely noticed all third team offensive linemen in these in these uh, uh, you know watch throughs, but in a negative way. Like you know the guys that stick out my my name in kind of a negative way, like are T.J. Bass and Brock Hoffman, who I both think had really awful days and Farniak didn't necessarily block terribly, but had two really bad snaps. So yeah. the fact that he's not on that list of off the you know second and third team offensive linemen that I noticed in a negative way. I mean, uh, again, that, that's, that shows a, a growth. I, I again would like to see him do get some second team sure. reps because I really do think that would be good for him. Next one from Nate. How has Overshawn and the other do- depth okay. linebackers looked? Nate, I'm so glad you asked because, uh, before we got into the nine and seven and and uh, and some of the other you know the before in the earlier part of the practice after special teams they break apart into like offensive line and defensive line school uh, the linebackers and the the safeties kind of go to their own spots and cornerbacks and they all work their own thing they were doing a drill where they had the linebackers underneath a uh, a, 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 a covering basically yeah, like yeah. Mobile yeah. On, I think you guys have seen it and basically what it does is that make sure the linebackers stay in a kind of squatted position and they have to come out from underneath the the, uh, the covered, covering and then get onto a, a sled lift separate to explode and, and right tackle. yeah yep. it's, it's basically measuring hip explosion in your in your take on and and, and they had all these linebackers going through I couldn't get over, and I actually was talking to a couple of other people that were sitting next to me. I, I couldn't get over how much power Overshown was draw, was was creating uh, in this sled. I mean, to the point where he was lifting it off the ground completely. You know, there were other guys that were bigger than him that were that were hitting it. And it was moving. It was getting up, but he's lifting it up off the ground and separating it and getting to the tackle. And it just showed a level of of hip explosion mm-hmm. that I, I I wasn't aware was part of his game. And and as this has gone on, this whole training camp thing, I'm starting to see it a lot more with Overshawn than I mm. did with the, with the video, because it, I think you get fooled by the size. He has linebacker traits, linebacker power. Uh, he's not 245, 250 pounds. He's, he's lighter than that. He's a smaller kind of, he looks closer to a Mukwamu than he does uh, a Leighton Vanderesh, that's sure. for sure. But he has the requisite power. He's physical in a way that 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 uh, is is rare for a guy that size. Uh, and and I've already noticed him several times in these run fit drills, uh, knifing in the backfield and making tackles for Fantastic. losses. So he he definitely clearly has the kind of instincts that you want to see on the second level. 
he may be he may be a little bit further along than than I was anticipating, mm. to be honest. I mean, the Cowboys are not counting on him to be linebacker one or linebacker two, and maybe not even linebacker three. But it would, I guess, from what you're saying, maybe there's a chance that he rises up this depth chart faster than any of us think. And man, wouldn't that wouldn't that be quite a surprise if the Cowboys can get another one of these really athletic and powerful linebackers on day two? Landon, let's uh, let's answer some more YouTube questions. So send them in. We're also going to give you an injury update next. This episode is brought to you by Underdog. August is here, and you know what that means. It is the official start of fantasy football. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft. No waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every single week. Now you can try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back, and it's even bigger. With $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July, so don't wait around. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That is Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on. We absolutely love uh, Underdog. I play it every single day. I love doing the drafts. They are so much fun. Just jump in one of the twelve team best ball leagues. They're they are an absolute blast. But make sure you use our promo code locked on to get your first pot deposit doubled up to one hundred dollars. All right, we are back here on YouTube answering your questions. We're going to get to a couple of them in just a second. But Lane, let's do some injury stuff. We mentioned yeah. Semi Fahoku back in practice. Uh, you mentioned that Israel Makamu, who was out with a hamstring injury last week, he was either back fully at practice or at least working back, correct? Yeah, I, I wish I give you could give you a more accurate report here, but I definitely saw him in pads, and I and I I was working with individual stuff. What I didn't see was if he made it into team and nine on seven stuff. That's that's what I'm not sure of, but he's clearly closer on, and to being on his way back. Um, I can also report that Luke Schoonemaker was on again on the cords, but now he's in pads doing cords. Which and on top close. of that, yeah, well, even beyond that, he was in pads running routes, catching passes uh, uh, during practice. So I would not at all be surprised if he's not pra- at practice Saturday. I wouldn't be shocked if he was at practice Monday. So uh, look for Schoonemaker to be making his way back. Sam Williams was definitely all the way back. He had a really good uh, practice. I noticed today uh, had a couple of different runs, uh, run fits that were really, really nice, including a tackle for loss. I wonder what's going on there because he left yesterday's practice. I guess it was, yeah, they had a walkthrough yesterday. He left early. I wonder if it's just like a nagging thing more so than an injury. You know, I like I mentioned, when I saw him walk off, it it was I noticed him leaving the drill right like so he it was you know and you notice that they they separate out and when you see guys like walking off it's very easy to see because they look out of place they're walking in spots where they're where no one else is walking and I saw him walk off and and, and as he was walking off he stopped to talk to somebody and it wasn't a, a trainer or 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 someone related to that so to me like it, that's that's like go get that checked out. You know, kind of kind of situation. Not like I'm in imminent pain. Please give me pain relief from my yeah. Pain go help me. Injury. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any other injury stuff. Donovan Wilson. I've got to assume he's. They're probably the Cowboys are going to be really careful here. He's yeah. probably not going to be even rehabbing for another 
what do you think? Three weeks. He's or done. So? He's done for Oxnard. I, I would. I say. would, that's, I would that's assume without a doubt. I, there's. We've only got you know what is it like seven or eight more practices here, so I, I can't imagine that he's going to do anything here. He may. I mean, I haven't even seen him on the field, so I want. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't want to report. He'll, he'll he probably even be, be in Dallas, honestly. Yeah, I, it w- wouldn't shock me. Uh, another question from Nate. Uh, have any of the undrafted free agents impressed? Guess who got some uh, carries with the with the ones today? Uh, was Marcus. it our guy, Hunter Lepke? It was our guy, Hunter Lepke. He definitely did. Uh, I, I've seen him a couple different times before. He's starting to get more play. Uh, let's see. Who else? Undrafted free agents. I, um, I need to ask you about uh, David Durden, the like 25-year-old yeah. rookie who was prospect. Yeah. We haven't really seen any clips or anything of him. Yeah. Uh, have you noticed him at all? Yeah, I've noticed him a couple different times. Early on, I think he, he had a kind of a high – profile drop in the sense that he was he had gotten past everybody and was wide open uh and, and dropped it but uh a couple of different times i've seen him making some catches here and there uh he's been targeted and he's looked good i mean i think he's uh you know uh, it's it's a step up for him he's for an sure. he's, he's a practice squad guy like that's for sure what he is but but he definitely has the uh, requisite speed and athleticism there um there's there's also one more guy that i forgot to mention earlier that i'd like to throw in here real quick if if that's cool mm-hmm. uh Wanye Thomas uh, is continued uh, again, had a really nice practice today. I, I saw him with a super awesome breakup against Ferguson on a, on an out route where he just broke on the ball perfectly. He's physical. He's, he's loud. He's confident. I, I think the, the rest of the defense really likes him a lot too. Uh, so he's another it guy seem that, like a fluke, right? Like, no, it's not it, just it, one drum practice. Yeah. Him and Brooks, honestly, to me are, are the guys that like, you're talking about the unknown names of this, of, of their sides of the ball uh, that could, you know, make a surprise. Uh, th- those are the two guys that continually are, are making plays. Uh, those two guys have made plays yeah. every single day we've been out here. I want to talk about Jalen Brooks. Well, we're going to save it for tomorrow's show. So this way you get a little bit of a tease. So you guys need to come back and listen to tomorrow's episode of the Left on Cowboys podcast. Uh, I want to save him because I want to talk about his role on the 53-man roster, where he's yeah. at on the depth chart. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that tomorrow. Uh, go check out our show on YouTube, Locked on Cowboys over there. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms. Go check out the podcast. Landon, you and I are back to just one episode a week next week. But the good news, we have a preseason game to cover next right. week. So we'll be getting you ready for that. Go follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.